Hello and welcome to NRI Women, the show where we talk to and share stories of women of Indian origin living abroad. I'm Nanora. I'm Bettina. Our guest today is Dolly Solanke. She's upbeat by nature, works in marketing as a multinational tech company, and is here to chat with us about raising Freya, her six-year-old daughter with special needs. Freya was born prematurely at 28 weeks and the medical complications that followed led to developmental delay both mentally and physically. Everything was running smoothly in her pregnancy until Dolly went in for a checkup at 21 weeks. So yeah, I had preeclampsia. I started, my blood pressure started shooting up at 21 weeks due to which I had to be on and off admitted in the hospital for controlling my blood pressure. Uh, come 28 weeks, um, they said your baby hasn't grown in the past two weeks. Your protein level has gone so high that we will have to do an emergency cesarean. So call your husband, he should be here in 40 minutes, we are going to cut you up. For some reason, at that point, I was not at all nervous. I was not even, this was just something that was meant to be, I was meant to be calm. It was like my soul knew. Now I'm thinking that my soul knew. At that yeah, point, I had yeah. no clue. So they prepared me. A few minutes later, I know that they've given me a epidural and then they've cut me up. And then they show me my baby and I'm like, oh, there she is. And she had like a very sheepish voice, you know, like her voice was not even prepared yet. So it was a very tiny, very little tiny voice. Um, and they took her away. After having the emergency C-section, Dolly was in the ICU and it was a couple of days before she could see Freya. Day three, um, when they moved me to a normal ward and they said, now you can go and see your child. I went and saw Freya and for some reason, I felt like, okay, she's there, she's on an incubator, the doctors are saying she's fine, we can't tell you anything right now, you know, because um, she was in, now the NICU also has like wards, you know, like there's like a place where children are there, taken care of, but there's, it's not like very intensive. But then there is another place, you know, where it's like very, very intensive. So that's where she was. Mm -hmm. And I did not make much of it. I was like, okay, maybe this is the space she got. Yeah. When they put me back in the bed in the middle of the night, I had this weird nightmare, very weird, that there is an alarm on my hand and I'm looking at it and it's blinking and I'm looking at the exit sign. And there's just a lot of stress inside me and there's something just not right. And I'm stressing about the emergency exit and I'm stressing about this alarm on my hand. Mm -hmm. It was like a belt which they give you in the hospital, but it was electronic. Mm -hmm. And that had something to do with the exit sign. That day I told Amrish that he came back uh, from work at two o'clock in the night. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to go and see her now. They said the mother and the child can meet whenever they want. You can come anytime. This is 24 hour NIC, you can come anytime. So I told him that I want to go now. He's like, it's two o'clock. I said, I don't care, I want to go now. So I went there, I, you know, I saw her, she's there. I mean, all I could do is just touch her. I cannot do anything else. And I came back, but there was something not right. The next day, the doctors informed Dolly that Freya had intraventricular hemorrhage or IVH, which is bleeding into the fluid filled areas of the brain. This is the first time they had realized that Freya could possibly have brain damage. They couldn't even process it at the time as IVH was only the beginning. This was followed by hydrocephalus, where the water starts to collect in the brain, and surgery on day 15 to help clear Freya's intestines as she was unable to pass meconium. 
the first poo a baby has after birth. Dolly faced all this while she herself was recovering from the cesarean and wasn't 100% physically fit. I think for me up till day 15, you know, when she had to be cut up, I had my ups and downs. I had a lot of questions. I think I was crying a lot for the first 10-15 days. Um, but on day 15 when she was supposed to be taken for a surgery to get her intestine cut up, I maybe it's just a coincidence that the ventilator was pushed up her nostril a bit too harshly and that's why her nose and her face was swollen but to me it looked like she has suddenly started shining mm -hmm. now it might not be true but it's my truth mm -hmm. yeah. it's 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 my uh, story between her and me mm -hmm. i felt like she was smiling for the first time and for some reason i thought that if my dad was here right now he would tell me that if this girl is smiling, is ready for a battle. Who the hell are you being a mother, discouraging her, you know, and crying about what? She's come two days into this world and she's ready to fight. Yeah. You've been here for how long? Yeah. You're not ready? Really? You know, and I put my, I mentally put my foot down that from this point onwards, even if I feel like crying, I'll cry it out, but I'm not going to tell myself that I am beaten down or I am, uh, down to dirt I'm not going to say these things to myself mm. I'm going to tell myself that this is just one of the things that is meant to be in my life and I'm going to move on we often find inspirations through some if not most of our struggles it makes us stronger in her moment of desperation Dolly found her inspiration in her dad he had run a very successful business for many years which then faced a rough patch therefore having to make the decision of shutting it down. But how he dealt with the situation made him stand so proud in his daughter's eyes. I always relate everything back to, to what I see in my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, because if, if my dad, it was very easy because um, in gold business, it's very simple for people to shut down businesses and run away. Mm -hmm. And my dad had that option, mm -hmm. you know, and I used to hear from relatives that this is probably what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. He's going, he has shut down the business and now he's probably going to run away. Mm -hmm. But when he did not do that, and when I saw him go back to working, you know, so he's a businessman and now he's going to service, mm -hmm. you know, he's going to become like an employed person. And he's it's doing, not easy. it's not, it's not one, it's not easy for him. Yeah. And two, here I am, you know, who's looking at my dad, who used to be like the owner of a shop day, like just yesterday. And today I see him going around with his business cards, you know, trying to yeah. make something yeah. out of it. It's amazing. And yeah. I think that really, really helps. Yeah. It really yeah. helps. Yeah. Because if I had not seen that, if I had seen the easy way, mm -hmm. You know, I would be right now sitting here saying, oh, this was just meant to be, you know, I had to have a child like this and, you know, life is just not fair to me. But I've seen someone struggle. Yeah. I've seen someone stand up and start running again. So maybe I think that really helps. After numerous surgeries and a four and a half month stay in the hospital, Freya could finally go home. Enough time had passed by to let the anxieties of what might have been to creep in. There were so many moments because four and a half months is a very long time. Yeah. And you have to, I used to visit hospital every single day, those four and a half months. And when I was finally leaving the hospital, I obviously had this question about, you know, um, how long will I have to do this for? 
uh, will she ever be independent enough for me to be on my own and for her to be on her own you know because we are human beings and we are selfish at the end of the day we are looking at you know when is when am i going to get my relax you know uh, moment you know when am i going to like put my feet up and yes when am i going to be like you know without her is that ever going to come or what have i got myself into it takes a lot of time to discover that uh, even if i had a normal child there was no going back from here in my head i was probably telling myself that if if it was a normal child then i would have been able to relax but it's not true mm-hmm. it's only later on you know when i spend more time with her when i spend so much time in physiotherapy occupational speech therapy i realized that she's just a different person whose needs are different that's it yeah. you know so there's never going to be a point where i'm going to sit down and say okay i'm done with my duty Dolly's positive approach to life is something she has passed down to those around her and those involved in caring for Freya. Initially when all of this was new there was a lot of fear there was a lot of anxiety in all the three grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um and they have they had questions and of course you know uh, very innocently mm-hmm. they would put it across also um very vocally. I don't know what the child is going to do. I don't know what will happen. I'm scared for the child. I don't know if she's going to be all right. I am yeah, worried. Yeah, yeah. I am worried about the child. And at one point I had to turn to them and have a, you know, and show them my perspective and let them know that I understand where you're coming from, but think of think of this small little example that, you know, there was there was this Japanese class or a Chinese class you know where they had done an experiment on an apple so they cut one apple into two halves and they left it at two different ends of the room and they would ask the class the class students to come every day of the week and spend 5 minutes to the to one apple and say good things and go to the other apple and say bad things so there was one half on one end who would be said uh, i love you you're amazing you're a star and there was another apple on the other end the other half you know who would be said oh, you're ugly you can't do shit you can't do anything you are useless mm-hmm. you know you are cut into half you don't even have seeds stuff like that one week gone and you put the two apples together and you can see the one who was said all the positive things was absolutely intact compared to the other one so i had to give them this perspective of mine and let them know that if you really want this child to grow mm-hmm. see all the good things you can yeah say all the encouraging things you can mm-hmm. and you'll see all of that coming back to you you put you you want to see sunshine you'll have to face it mm-hmm. not put your back towards it mm-hmm. you'll have to face the sun so that you can get some sunshine yeah. you cannot turn the other way around and say oh i've only got shadows in my life often when one is faced in a you know sort of a difficult situation in their lives Uh, they often they ask themselves this one question why me mm. did you ask yourself that i think uh, for some time i did i i have to agree that for some for a lot of time i did you know when um, especially in the first few days like i said you know when the ten, first 10 15 days which were really really difficult for me um you would go back and think about all the wrong things you've done in your life and but then it will just go into a vicious circle you know where the questions will keep rotating from one place to the other where you'll be like oh but i did this wrong why is my child suffering for this mm-hmm. did my child do something wrong in her past life is there a past life you know this goes on and you just can't come out of this loop 
and like i said you know when i on the 15th day when i saw freya and when i had that moment of truth with her and when i realized that okay fine this is something that we both are going to battle hands in hands mm-hmm. she's going to be my support mm-hmm. i'm going to be her support and we are going to look forward from here i think that really helped and from there onwards i i questioned myself a couple of times why me why me till i came to a self realization point you know that there are so many things that went well in my life i've had the best dad i've had the best parents i've got the best examples i've lived a wonderful life i've had the best of friends i've had so many happy moments that i'm so grateful for and which i would not exchange for the world i never questioned at that time why me yeah. and now suddenly when there is one little thing that didn't go my way should i really question maybe not maybe i just take it you know as it is you know maybe the gift wrap is a little crumbled but yeah. you know yeah. the gift is still precious yes you know yeah. so i think uh, i did ask myself at some point why me and then i stopped <laughs> so what advice would you give moms that are in this situation what would you say to them what do you think they'd like to hear i don't think they would like to hear this but if they if they can listen to this and if they can understand what i'm saying when i say that be a part of the flow mm-hmm. i think that is what will really help them because um it's very easy to dwell in the past it's very easy to look too much into the future mm-hmm. but it takes a certain amount of uh, realization self realization that if i put all of that energy into what i have right now with me i can grow this immensely mm-hmm. and this is something that i really wish hope pray that all mothers who really need help can do this you know just keep their focus in what is there right now what can you do right now like for me i know that freya is behind in certain things i know that she might not lead a normal life she might not have a boyfriend she might not you know speak to uh, girls like normal girls do she might not paint her nails but do i really have to you know spend a lot of time thinking about that mm-hmm. right now she needs an afo she needs to get her foot corrected mm-hmm. this is what i need to focus on this is in the present mm-hmm. this is what i can do and this is what you can change so you make the most of what you can change don't dwell into the past don't look too much into the future just just focus on what you have in your hand right now That self-realization and focusing on the present has resulted in Freya being independent in so many ways. She now communicates freely, feeds herself independently, and continues to improve every day of her life. And what better gift to her parents than that? So what aspirations does Dolly have for Freya? Although this realization came after Freya was born, but it's still something that is very close to my heart. And I'm the next the next child that if i have another child then this is going to be my reason to have the next child mm-hmm. and i'm going to hold this for freya as well that you know when you do when you when you are here you do some good in your life and then you move on mm-hmm. and what you really leave behind is not the money is not the status is not the name and the fame but it's your examples like what my dad did for me mm-hmm. has helped me his money didn't help me mm-hmm. his clothes didn't help me nothing that he actually had materialistic helped me but the examples mm-hmm. 
like when I was there in that situation, nothing could have helped me more than my dad's example. So technically, what is it that we leave behind? It's it's what you do, the the goodness that you do in your life. So there is a lot of goodness I know that I have in me. There is a lot of goodness that I know my husband has. And imagine if we can put this together and bring into this world and nurture it. Mm-hmm. You know, that is one thing that I definitely want in Freya. You know, to bring out the best in her. She will eventually find out what is it that is really, really good in her. And I will help her to bring that out. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that I definitely want in her and in my next child. Dolly's aspirations for Freya are the same as any other parent. I know both Nino and I want the same for our children, to nurture them, to bring out the best in them, and for them to find their wings and soar. Our chat with Dolly today has definitely taken away some, if not most of our misconceptions on how parents of special needs children don't really want to be approached with awkward questions about their kids. We appreciate Dolly for being so forthcoming and for wanting to spread awareness about Freya's disability so we could all understand children of special needs better. The next time we meet a parent with a special needs child, let's just start with a hello and be respectful of that parent's needs, which is to include their children and treat them like normal children because this is what they truly want. This is what NRI Woman is all about meaningful conversations. Join us again next time for our conversations on NRI Woman. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes. The show is available to download on iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email us at hello at nriwoman.com or Twitter at nri underscore woman. Stay tuned for highlights from the next episode at the end of the show. You can see and learn more about the amazing women we chat with on our Facebook page or website www.nriwoman.com. I'm Nanora. I'm Bettina. And until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman. I was always the go-to person for most of my friends and my family when they had to take any decision, when they had any problems. So somehow I felt that, you know, maybe have a little bit of that in me, that empathy for others. I think that has played a big role in deciding to do uh, life coaching. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure you subscribe.